0: The creative side of our brain and the business side of our brain may seem like two separate entities, but they are actually interconnected and complementary. The creative side of our brain can bring fresh and innovative ideas to the table, while the business side of our brain can turn these ideas into practical and profitable solutions. By tapping into both the creative and business side of our brains, we can find a balance between risk-taking and practicality, leading to more success and fulfillment in both our personal and professional lives. I'm Katherine Lang Klein, entrepreneur and creative person, and in this podcast, we will hear success stories from people that are doing exactly that, and hopefully giving you ideas of how you can too. Hi, welcome to The Secret Art of Business, and my guest today is um, Wendy Rivera. I am so excited to have you today because I, I know you from other things, and I know that you are doing some pretty fun things. You have a very fun business, which is Mudigans, which is a pet supply store in Emerald Isle, if I'm hoping I have all that correctly, and essentially it is a place where humans can hang out with their pets, their dogs, I'm assuming mostly, and get coffee and treats for both themselves and for their animals. So with that introduction, I will have you expand on what you're doing down in Emerald Isle in North Carolina.
1: Well, good morning, Catherine. I'm excited to be here, and so what I, my elevator pitch For our businesses, we are pet supply stores with integrated pet-friendly coffee shops. And actually, Emerald Isle is our flagship, but I do have two other locations as well. Um, One is uh, located in Swansboro, North Carolina, and the other one is in Jacksonville, North Carolina. So they're all within about 45 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes of each other. Um, And yes, it's really fun. So when people ask me what I do... I get to make coffee and play with dogs all day. Um, <laughs> I have some associates that do these really amazing, life-changing world peace things. And I'm like, look, I'm just giving belly rubs here, you know, and serving espressos. I don't know. But I think we make a difference in our own way.
0: Right right <laughs> now, I think you are probably making a lot of people jealous, to be perfectly honest, because I think if they could just have coffee and pet pet bellies on the on their these little puppies, I think they would be more than happy because it's it's really, really simple. <laughs> you know, life could be as simple or as complicated as you want it to be. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. And it's really fun. I always tell people, you know, what I do is not rocket science. I mean it's two very distinct things. It's a coffee shop, which has its own specialties. And of course we're a pet supply store, which is a whole other realm of knowledge. But I just took two things that made sense to me and that literally are part of my daily morning routine. I mean, one of the very first things I do in the morning, you know, I serve my coffee and I either walk my dogs or they're sitting next to me or they're, i let them outside um, every day almost of my adult life. So I just put two things that are commonly found together, but people wouldn't think to put them together. And I did that. I think it's brilliant,
0: quite honestly. I mean, it's like I said, it's combining things that are just very much a part of people's lives, and they get to enjoy them together. In your store, like an area for the, the dogs to play and stuff like that too, or they pretty much just welcome into the shop and things like that?
1: So right now they're just welcome into the shop. Our locations, I don't really have outdoor green space, mostly because one is in a downtown area, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's in a historical, so it doesn't have a backyard. Um, that building also groom- houses our grooming salon. Um, the other is know, just up from a beach strand, Emerald Isle. Mm-hmm. doesn't really have any businesses on the beach strand. This is like a block up. So again, real estate there is is at a prime. So and we have a large building and we have a large porch, but no green space there, unfortunately. And then the third one is actually inside of a mall oh, um, wow. in Jacksonville. Yeah, exactly. It's right by Camp Lejeune. So we get to visit with all the Marines, um, mostly. Um, So we don't have that green space, but they are welcome inside. And we do um, one of our favorite things that we do are we call them breed meetups. So oh. this coming Saturday. <laughs> Yeah. So this Saturday, as a matter of fact, is one of my favorite ones. It's for like pit bulls and pit mixes because they're so demonized right now. And actually most of them are just big babies. So, and we call it a pity party. Oh, so we talk about creativity and that was, yeah, it was more like, I like to do wordplay. So I get to, I mean, all the, I, I venture to say, let me see, we've had anywhere from on the breed meetups, you know, we can have maybe five or six to, we've had up to 40 dogs come in with their wow. owners at a oh that so, has got yeah. to be
0: spectacular
1: <laughs> oh it's, it's and the big dogs never give us a problem ever oh. like we just never had a problem it's when we get the little ones in oh yeah they, yeah.
0: they can get a little nippy and possessive of their humans for sure <laughs> yeah that's so yeah, so absolutely. so cool i just love that all right so you have not been the owner of mudigan's since birth. So let's go back to when you were a kid. <laughs> and what did you do as a kid for fun and creativity and curiosity?
1: So I am the youngest of, of three children, by far the youngest. Um, my siblings were 13 and 16 years older than me. So I was kind of a surprise baby. And I think by the time I was born, my parents were just like, well, we just don't even know what we're going to do anymore. <laughs> so I think they were just tired. So I learned how to entertain myself. Basically, I was an only child mm-hmm. for all practical mm-hmm. purposes. So one of the things that, that, ha, that happens when you have that is I learned how to entertain myself. I learned how to keep busy. And one of the best things that my parents ever did for me, my mom particularly, is she read to me. Uh, and I'm an avid reader. What that did was open, open literally the whole world to me. Not only this world, but fantasy worlds as well. Um, so I've always been an avid reader, although now I basically read nonfiction. I read a lot of business books. Uh, and I was also the kid, since I didn't have anybody to play with. So by the way, don't ever play a board game with me because I suck at it because I'm <laughs> competitive. My kids stopped playing Monopoly with me years ago. And I said, why don't you want to play? And they're like, because you pulled the, oh, fine. You don't want to sell that to me. That's okay. I just spent 36 hours in labor with you, but it's okay. We don't have to sell me <laughs> they won't play with me anymore I don't know but That's, I don't um, understand why <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't I wasn't your typical I think much to my mother's chagrin I wasn't the typical little uh, f- uh, for lack of a better way to say it frou-frou girl right yeah, so know. I was kind of a tomboy. I love I love to play ride bicycle I didn't play with dolls actually my mom said I would line my dolls up and tell them you're stupid you're stupid you don't talk to me you're stupid you <laughs> <laughs> I did, though, I used to spend any like any time she took me to the store, it wasn't toys that I was interested in. It was paper and crayons and scissors and coloring books and glue and glue sticks and glitter and all that kind of thing. I used to love to create things. I still to this day, like one of my mainstays here on my desk is it's a can of my Prismacolor pencils. I mean, and and I have a coloring book that I keep here. So (laughs) even as an adult, I love the visual arts like that. And I was always creating something. Um, so I did a lot of that for fun. I read. I created. I'd like to write. Um, I was going to you, know, you wrote, because
0: if you're hearing a lot of stories, I was wondering if you ever try to tackle, you know, writing your own story or just, you know, journaling of some kind.
1: I do journal pretty much on a daily basis. Um I used to write poetry a lot. I think that got me through a lot of my teenage angst. You know, yeah, of my poetry. I read, I read I read them back now sometimes and I'm like, "Wow, I was really a mess back then, you know, but at 15, what do you know?" Um, and I have written some short stories and it is on my bucket list to kind of, you know, write a book it just seems like such a daunting task but it is on my bucket list and i am going to get it done very very cool um so you didn't
0: you know just suddenly become the owner of of mudigans you know so um like i said so how did you get from that child that is uh just essentially just coloring and create a <laughs> business how did you get from there to here
1: well I, i'm actually a serial entrepreneur a lifelong entrepreneur. Um, my first, cause on top of being creative and lo- loving to write and color and, and all this kind of thing, I, I just see everything from a business perspective. I actually love to sell, mm-hmm. um, and I love to make money. So my very first entrepreneurial venture, I was five years old. I, as I said before, my brother is 13 years older than me. So when he was 18 years old, he had a girlfriend and he had a job, but I guess the job didn't pay enough to take care of his girlfriend's needs. <laughs> So he knew if he went to our father, our dad, to ask for money, not only would he not get the money, he'd get a whole lecture, right? But he had a five-year-old sister that knew how to save money, and he would borrow $20, but he knew that I knew how to count very well. So the following week, he would have to give me $25. So that was my first. And I think that in my mind that I looked at him, like, he has a job. He doesn't have money. I'm making money off of him. I think I have the better deal. That's actually smart. (laughs) And then I combined the two. I would, for example, um, create puppet shows. Uh, you know, I'd create the whole box with the backgrounds and I'd sew felt puppets and I'd put the eyes on them and I'd create the whatever I write the play out to show to my family, of course. And this is like the age of like, I don't know, six, seven, eight years old. But I wouldn't give them the tickets. I mean, I sold the tickets. Seventy five cents each. I still have some. I would type them out really or handwritten, you know, write them really neat. Seventy five cents per ticket. Yes, ma'am. I had nothing for free. <laughs> so my work. Was and of course, you know, my family supported that. Um, I even my dad, when he passed away, I found a, it was a coloring a, a page from a coloring book that I had done for him. And at that time I had just discovered um, the things that makes a circle. So I forget what they call them. Oh, now. I can't use them, but compass. Yes. It makes perfect circles. Mm-hmm. Again, I was about Six years old, and I made a frame with these perfect circles. So I thought it was neat. And it was a Mickey Mouse picture in it. And at the very bottom, you see 75 cents. <laughs> and my dad kept that until the day he passed away. So, um, a, yeah. The yeah,
0: entrepreneur that pretty much looks at everything and asks, how can I monetize this?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. That's just, I, I've always every so often I fantasize about I'm just gonna give everything up and just run away to some kind of island and just sit there like under a palm tree and just get sun, right? And then I I will tell myself, who am I kidding? Because I will look up at that coconut tree and go, you know, I bet you if I box. Six of those coconuts per box, and if I get the right shipping company, I can sell these or sell the husk. I will find a way to monetize whatever it is I'm doing. Exactly. So exactly. I've oh, that's just, funny. I've always that's been funny. that way. So how
0: was um how was Mudigans born then?
1: So I um I've always been a dog owner. I mean, I guess the first dog that I had, I was about ten years old. Um, my parents allowed me to have a dog, and I've had a dog pretty much ever ever since with the f- exception for just a few years and um, I moved to eastern North Carolina to Emerald out to be specific I had a Cane Corso her name was Maya and although I've loved all my dogs and I love my dogs now she was my heart dog oh. there was just something very very special about her so we moved here and I had to travel about 30 minutes away to get her food um, in Moorhead City and I remember thinking that I don't like driving that far to have to go get her food. Plus, I love showing her off because she was such an amazing dog. So I looked at the scope of what was around and there were no pet supply stores, nothing really in the area. There one. There was one very small pet boutique, but they really didn't specialize in the basics. They had more, it was truly a boutique. So they had a lot of the clothing and like leather collars and all the fancy stuff. But none of the basics, like my, my dog did not need a a skirt, a fruit fruit. Uh, <laughs> and or food another food. collar or another shirt Exactly. She didn't eat the rhinestones or um, not. That there's anything wrong with that, but I wanted to make sure that she ate the healthy food that she was accustomed to. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I said, well, I guess it's much easier for me to open up a whole store and work 60 hours a week than to drive 30 minutes away <laughs> once a month to get her food. Perfect sense. And I, exactly. Well, I knew that if I had that problem, I knew there'd be others in the area that had the same challenge. So actually we started as just a pet boutique in March of 2016. And at the time I knew very little about the industry other than what i you know, fed my dog and what I knew from being a dog owner. But I very quickly learned something that really fascinates me, especially the nutritional part of it. Um, because dogs are just like humans, you know, they are what they eat. Um, Maya did pass away of cancer. So that really heightens my experience with what I was, what she was, because we don't know what caused Mm -hmm, it, but you mm -hmm. know, it could be at some point, some pesticides that she was exposed to because I used to live out on the farm. So that year in 2016, we had a lot of people ask us. Is there anywhere we can go and sit with our dogs and have something to eat? Because we get a lot of influx of tourists during the summer, and of course, a lot of the restaurants have outdoor seating areas where the dogs are welcome, but nothing indoors. And the weather, even though we're at the beach, is not always perfect to be sitting outside. So we, um, I looked into different ideas, talked different things around. It was a number of things that fell into place, but I realized that here in North Carolina, we could operate a coffee shop that could be pet friendly. We could allow the dogs inside. And for me, coffee has always been a very, um, it was the first adult beverage mm, that I involved. Yes. I was probably six years old. My mother had her little coffee clutch with the you know, ladies back then. Of course, back in those days, children were seen and not heard. Um, or I would go off to my room when she got together with the other ladies. And I remember I was probably about six or eight years old. When she invited me to have my first cup of coffee and it was probably, you know, two ounces of coffee and 10 ounces of milk. Yeah. Which was That's fine. But I didn't think it, oh, my God. I was so grown. I had coffee. <laughs> so and so, um, yeah. So then we moved to a bigger location, which is, it was right across the street from where we were. We added the coffee shop. And I will say that when I added the coffee shop, I did not know the difference between a cappuccino and a latte. <laughs> but I hired somebody that did, and I knew I could learn. So we did that, and um, we rebranded. And, yeah, that's how Muppet was born.
0: I love it because so, that is it, exactly everything I'm talking about because, you know, it's essentially you had an idea, and you kept learning, mm-hmm. you kept growing, you kept you know digging in. You were curious, and you have created just uh, a wonderful business um, that is definitely you know I could I could feel it in, in your heart when you're talking about it. Uh, you know, kind of dedicated to your your little dog and um, and all the dogs out there now, because you get to see all cool. these other people coming and love on their animals too, and you know also deliver
1: some grown up coffee as well. So that's yes. so cool. Yes. Absolutely. And and we love to do things, you know. The creativity part it never stops. I think um, I mentioned the breed meetups before, and it's one of our most popular events.
0: Yes, Um, but let's had see, to think about it, someone had to come up with that idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and here's how here's how it came about. So I mean, like last week we had a Dachshund one, oh. Great Dane. I mean, people really love it because they get to show off, you know, the, their dogs. Um, the way that that actually came about was I was starting to think, you know, I'm single, right? So I was starting, I was on dating sites and thinking about, well, you know what? If I dated somebody, they'd have to love dogs. That's just kind of a gimme, because if they don't like dogs, we just can't be together. And I started thinking about, wow, I wonder if there's a dating site for people who just love dogs, right? So then I thought, well, maybe I could create a dating site for like people who love certain breeds because it, it is a mindset um for example i'm not not that there's anything wrong with it but like i'm not a chihuahua dog owner i'm just it's just not my personality not nothing wrong with them they're wonderful little dogs they're very protective i prefer like mastiffs i have a a pug who thinks she's a mastiff i mean so yeah but um and i like the bigger dogs um rottweilers that, that's that's mm-hmm. just kind of my personality mm-hmm. and i know that it's a certain mindset right so i thought well what if we get people together that are like-minded like that uh, it's really and i thought great. okay well, exactly well and i thought a dating side that's way beyond my capabilities not that i couldn't have hired somebody to find it but i just thought okay that's too much uh tech technology for right, me right like
0: you could do it funny. old school with a mingle
1: <laughs> exactly and so i thought that's exactly it well what if we get these people together in the physical space? And that's how the idea of breed meetups was born. Again, I took something that I was going through in life, and I kind of just looked at the different options that we had to do that kind of thing. And and, um, yeah, and people love our breed meetups.
0: That is so freaking fun. And,
1: And the exciting thing is when I do see people exchange phone numbers amongst each other, that's when I feel like I've had a truly successful breed meetup, when they when I think maybe they've made a new friend. That would be so freaking satisfying, I have to tell you.
0: It is. And you touched upon that you still, you know, kind of keep sparks flying with that um, right side of your brain with your coloring and your drawing and your things like that. And obviously that has kept your curiosity and your creativity alive with your business, too, because I know that you, with that, I mean, that's, like I said, a great idea. And you are always still innovating you know, today, which is, you know, different products and things like that. I have to ask, you know, what is the status of your (laughs) roadkill?
1: So we are still working on it. We're still working on the prototype box itself. We had ordered one box and then realized that we need to have it wax lined. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So our first ones were just cardboard. So for your listeners, I will tell you, Carolina Roadkill Box, it will be a subscription box. We specialize in natural body parts for the dogs. And cats, too. Um, we it's a, what we call a raw, either a body parts bar or the raw parts bar in house. We like to call it the graveyard because <laughs> you can see all the body parts in there from you know duck heads complete with the eyeballs and brain to hog feet and and uh chicken stomachs and all that kind of For gift you know, giving. Oh, <laughs> it absolutely is. And your dogs so, will love it, <laughs> they do. Well, and here's the thing with that. I mean, it literally like locks in 97% of the nutrients. And what I always tell people, it actually honors every part of the animal because these are Absolutely. parts of the animal. for example, duck, right? So when you go to a restaurant to eat duck, you're getting the best part of it, the mm-hmm. breast and whatever else. In the past, the other parts like the head, the feet, you know, all that would be discarded.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: now we, again, we get them freeze-dried or, or dehydrated, and they go back into the life cycle. So to me, it honors every part of the animal. I love that, too. I love that, too. Yeah, you know, so, But at the funny. same time, it's it's really fun, and it's the kind of thing that people either love because they're like, oh, my God, this is disgusting and so <laughs> great, or, or it just makes them really sad. <laughs> like, oh, my God, too, this like, is so this disgusting. Is
0: it? It's either one or the other.
1: <laughs> But you know, either way, it's fun. And uh, and the box that we created, the graphics on it, it's like a, a caution yellow with black tread marks yeah, and yeah, still yeah. lots of animals.
0: It is we It is love really having fun. fun. It is really fun. I didn't see some of the prototype stuff. And like I said, I had to give that a shout out because, again, um, innovating to kind of increase your footprint, too, because then you're not necessarily just tied to the three stores. But if it's a subscription, Correct. you know, people can now buy this anywhere, you know, once, once it's ready to go. so. Correct. That is super cool.
1: I I think the most important part of, you know, as an entrepreneur, being creative and being innovative is not worrying about, well, if it hasn't been done, it's because it wasn't important. I think that stops a lot of people, right? They have this idea and they think, well, if it was worth doing, somebody would have done it. Well, maybe not. Maybe you were the one called to bring that idea to life. Right. But I also believe that the universe will give multiple people an idea at the same time. Right. And it depends who runs with it. Because when we first opened up, I had a lot of people tell me, oh my God, I had this idea was in college to do the same thing. Right. Well, but you You didn't. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Again, what I do is not, it's not rocket science. It was putting two things that people, if when they look at their lives are actually already doing in a sense, right. And I just put them together in a way that the the general public could enjoy. Yeah. And I think um, it's worth so mentioning
0: it's, too that, you know, cause you were, you're talking about how, you know, people kind of just try these things that it, it isn't always, you know, luck where it works. I mean, granted, I always see, you know, people make their own luck by just looking at the opportunities. And I think it, once you do start tapping into the creative side, which you are definitely, you know, both feet in, you know, you kind of solve the problem and you solved it. I mean, this is exactly essentially what it is. It's like you said, it's not rocket science. It is just problem solving, like every day and if you kind of get charged up by that then you're going to be successful in business really
1: you know but it's also being willing to make mistakes oh my god yes. right? one is, <laughs> you have to be willing to 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 color outside the lines mm-hmm. and I, my thing is uh, what lines like i'll just make my own right, thing right 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 but, but also be willing to make mistakes not every idea that i've had has been you know a, a home run so one ball right i would But if you're not willing to do that, then you never try anything. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And be willing um, to take the time to figure it out. I mean, like I said, it's this this wasn't it. This didn't resonate with people. But what will? What can I do to kind of tweak this little change a little? Because I feel there's something here. You know, Because we didn't get to the moon in the first try. You know, we had a a few animals and we had a few mishaps and accidents, you know, straight on accidents. But, you know, we eventually got there. But it wasn't. You know, that, I guess, maybe going back to the rocket science analogy, (laughs) you know, you do have to try different things and they're not all going to work, but you can get there if you just keep working at it.
1: You know, it's also being careful who you surround yourself with. (laughs) There are a lot of naysayers out there. You know, when you're given a vision, that vision is given to you. It's not given to everybody else. So sometimes it's hard for people to see what you see. Right. Regardless of how you try to explain it, so I mean, I had I even had somebody tell me one time um, when I first went to open. Well, you know, it's the beach and it gets hot here. Do people drink coffee in oh, the summertime please. when it's hot? Well, yeah, and that was kind of my thing. I'm <laughs> like, look, I don't know about anybody else, but I could probably be in the bowels of hell and I'm going to have my coffee in the, yeah, just, exactly. that's the thing, right? And you put ice? I in it
0: too. It. I mean, it's crazy, but you can put ice in it too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, exactly. So but that person didn't see what I saw, the Absolutely. vision that I saw. The Absolutely. So I think we have to be really careful when we have these creative ideas, who we expose them to, because it's very easy to get shot down. And if you're not strong enough in 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 your own beliefs or have that you know, track record where you say, you know what, if it works, great. If it doesn't work, great. We'll do something else. Um, it's very easy for those creative ideas to just get set aside because someone else didn't see what you saw. Yes. So again, I believe it's really important who you surround yourself with and who you share your vision with as well. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Uh, Thank you so much for doing this. I mean, you absolutely positively nailed the whole idea of this. (laughs) This this, this might be my latest crazy idea is trying to get the word out about how being creative and innovative is just as important as working hard. Um, in any entrepreneur's journey, you know, it it it's it's the whole package, just the whole brain that
1: gets you to where you wanna go. You know, and and to me, triggers for creativity are everywhere. I mean, just look at spring. Yep. You know, the trees don't don't work hard to bloom. I mean, it's there, right? So the flowers. I mean, we have fields around here. There's like one place where it's all tulips. The other one is these or I don't know, I'm not I'm not much of a gardener, but these these beautiful orange flowers. So it's just a matter of looking around, even right. at nature. Right. And seeing what's there, what look how creative nature is.
0: Absolutely. And so, it's it's and we just have
1: a, we have that same source. Yeah. And so and it's just it's, tapping into it. It's just
0: as important to do that as is to work that 40, 60 hour week, whatever it needs yeah. to get it done. You know, it's like, you know, let me take a minute because I need some inspiration right now.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's a lot of fun. It's just letting your brain go and, and giving yourself that space also, um, finding the time and finding for me, it's, I ride my motorcycle and that's when, because I have no phone, no interruptions. I'm just, right. it's, I'm both the most focused and the most, um, at ease in my zone when I'm riding my, my motorcycle. Right. So that's when I came up with a lot of great ideas. And, and I for
0: just with. as an example, for people that don't ride motorcycles, and I, I did for many years, just for the record, it is that, uh, you know, people always say that their best idea co- come in the, comes in the shower. It's because they are completely right? unplugged. They are completely not working. They are, you know, and suddenly that piece brings the ideas. So, yeah, people need to embrace that more exactly. and they're especially when they're struggling thinking like, "No, I got to work harder." No, maybe you don't. Maybe you need to step away. Exactly. And do something else.
1: Exactly. All. That's exactly correct because the, that then your brain gets a chance to breathe. Yes. And that creative yeah. side can come out and then you may come up with the next you know, best-selling idea.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, one of my, as you were were talking, I was thinking about one of my favorite kind of anecdotal stories is about the iPad. But, you know, granted, you know, Apple had a lot behind it, but, you know, Steve Jobs really believed in this iPad idea. And even in focus groups, people hated it. They were like, I'm not going to carry this around. But now look at it. You know, people can't live without these things. It's like, oh my God, I get to carry on my computer. This is so awesome. So just because, like you said, just because it hasn't been done, just because, you know... People might think they might not want it. You know, you just had a feeling, nope, they're all going to want this. And we're just going to keep figuring out how to basically train them to want this. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd say that's all it is, but that is all it is. You know, it's not luck. There's some work behind it. And just, like I said, the problem solving. solved just try it again. What, what didn't they like? Let's tweak it. And, you know.
1: Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Thank,
0: thank we'll you so, so, so much. I really, really appreciate it. And I will have all the details of how to get in touch with you in the notes to this and when it gets posted. And um, if you're in the area, definitely, you know, drop by and grab some coffee with or without your dog, I'm sure. But if you have the dog, even better,
1: you know? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We'd love to see all of you. And then just mention, you know, mention Catherine's name and, you know, we'll we'll make sure we take extra special care.
0: Oh, you're so sweet. (laughs) You're so sweet. Thanks, Wendy. Thank you for listening to the podcast. The Secret Art of Business is supported by Portfolio Creative. Portfolio Creative is a recruiting and staffing company specializing in finding marketing talent. Go to PortfolioCreative.com to get started in finding your next marketing person or your next job. We are experts. We are creative. We are good humans. Please subscribe or follow this podcast to get the latest episodes. And let me know if there's someone you think of that would be a great guest on the show. Here we can build a community that believes creativity and drive can work together.